We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the highly requested VMFC coming out of San Agato Studios. All right, everyone, some tweets coming about when we're going to come out again. Yeah, pe- people like it. worried man. we weren't going to come out until after the group stage was over with. Yeah, we haven't recorded since the World Cup preview show when we had uh, our guy Steven on. We got some good feedback on that. Uh, Lamb here, Boss here, a return. Our uh, left winger, though he's right-footed, <laughs> Alan Sterk in the building, sporting his England national team jersey. Third favorite team, but in honor of today, Harry Kane, God bless. Harry Kane, God bless. You hear me? God bless. <laughs> uh, just want to point out that we are recording this Monday evening. So the last game that has been played was England and Tunisia. Mm-hmm. So anything you hear afterwards... Just, just uh, you know, just a heads up. And joining us today, we have another special guest. So, wh- wh- what what position would you say you play? What's like your position? Because we, you know, we call you everyone that's a guest is a super sub. So, what would you say? Uh, I'm a fast dude, so I'm gonna say I'm a winger. Okay, so we got JT from the Culture Hub here, uh, the right winger opposite of Allen on the left side, <laughs> and uh, JT's a soccer fan got connected with him and. Uh, yeah, JT, welcome. Welcome aboard. Welcome to VMFC. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what, what you do over at Culture Hub. First of all, pleasure to be here. First podcast, and I'm definitely excited to talk a little bit about soccer. Um, 
big Madrid fan. I lived in Madrid for four or five months. I was telling these dudes prior to jumping on, but that got the trains going. I was a big Cristiano Ronaldinho dude in high school. Didn't mm-hmm. know much about the sport. I was like, ah, I'm American. Baseball, basketball, football, yeah. American football. Um, but lived there for a few years, came back with the love for the game, learned more about the club sport, mm. started watching Euros, CONCACAF, just got really into it. And now I kind of like the sport more than a lot of other sports I had mentioned to you, besides like basketball. Yeah. I'm going to miss basketball for a little bit. But coming in from Culture Hub, a uh, publication with a few of my buddies that I went to high school with, pretty much kind of a telling you what's going on in the culture, whether it's, you know, RIP, XXX, Tantacion, he just Yeah, died. today, crazy, man. Um, look, interviewing... Uh, entrepreneurs, seeing how they get their ways, trying to, uh, you know, inspire other people to do the same and just connecting a group of people and trying to build, grow and do bigger things. For sure, man. Good to, good to have you on board, too. I checked out because I know Serge. That's how we got connected. Right. Our guy Serge, who uh, Q's alum, right? So is he. Oh, word. Yeah, about yeah, that. Look, yeah, yeah. Are, yo, last two episodes, a, you had an Islander fan and now you got uh, an alum from the Q's. first thing he said because I got Syracuse shorts on right now. I was like, yo, nice shorts. Q's. Uh, we getting Chet's guy next week? Yeah. Keep it going, you know what I'm saying? Ah. Boss gets hyped when he has, like, his peeps coming on, yeah. too. It's love. Keeps so, his love. So did you, before we get into the World Cup, did you catch any games when you were out in Madrid? Because that's, like, a bucket list of mine, man. Go out to a game in Europe. So check this. I went to a derby. I went to Atletico at Madrid. They lost one zip. I think Costa scored. Um, I was upset, you know. Like, I sat right behind goal. Wasn't the best seats, but I was like, I ain't no shit. So I'm just like, all right, I'm going to sit here yeah, and enjoy yeah. it. The energy is something that I've never felt before. A huge stadium. It's it's everything that they tell you it is. And then I uh, went to a second game right before I left for the semester. Bill had a hat trick. It was loud in there. And it's just like that kind of made me just hold on to the game, keep watching it. They ended up winning Champs League first of four uh, at the end of that year. So it's uh-huh. just like it just made me keep wanting to watch and learn more about the game. Started choosing a club per league just so I can – Follow it. Follow it. Learn more about players and start picking up FIFA more. And I'm here now. I love the sport. And I'm just going to keep watching it until, until I'm dead. <laughs> you're, you're an interesting dude to have on because your first love wasn't soccer. Where I can, I'll speak for myself. And I think you too. Soccer would be your first love, you'd say? Uh, Yeah, probably. But I like him. Like I was playing baseball. Like I played every other sport growing up. And then like soccer just stuck on with me. And how about you, Alan? What would you say? Basketball, actually. Yeah? Because my brother was a huge Heat fan. He had like four different versions of Alonzo Mourning jersey, including a <laughs> Hornets one. So basketball was my first love. I didn't get the soccer like I said to like 06 World Cup. So That's right. Really- yeah, you always mention that. So you going abroad and soccer being kind of just like, ah, I'll tune in for a World Cup or whatever, a big game. I'll go to a bar with a buddy or something. How do you think the atmosphere, how would you compare the atmospheres in Europe? Well, especially Madrid, because one thing with this show is we have a big fan base that they like the soccer talk, mm-hmm. but I also want to gear it towards the person that tunes in for the World Cup or tunes in, like the casual fan. So how would you compare the atmospheres in the arenas and buildings? Uh, it doesn't compare to anything in American sports. You really? have to live it to experience to understand. it and to understand that you, it's, it's one of those you can hear about it and then you'll come away with it like, all right, I got to do that. And then when you go there, you're like, wow, mm. this is, you know, you're blown away. It's like, it's a Super Bowl yeah. type of atmosphere. It's 90, 100,000 loud when they, when they score, when there's a foul. You know, it's, even in Madrid, it's, it's hard because they'll whistle at players, especially the best ones. Cristiano gets whistled, Bale gets whistled. So it's you, you learn about the culture, what makes people you know tick and madrid has some really harsh fans and it, it was cool being in that atmosphere i definitely want to go to london see a lot of those mm. stadiums wembley 
Um, but it's, it's wild just, just going there, learning it, coming back, telling other people. And they still just like, all right, I mean, all right, cool. I like, I like the Giants and the Jets better. I'm just <laughs> like, all right, you're bugging out, man. You should just give it a shot. And yeah. Then you'll see what's good. I feel you on Yo, that, man. That's crazy, too, because I, I know it probably doesn't compare to Madrid, but this girl I know, she's from Colombia, and my it's my brother's friend, his wife. So they go down there, like she has family down there, and they go to Nacional Games, mm. the big club in Colombia, and she's like, yo, it's it's like an eight-hour event before the game even starts. You're yeah, cheering, yeah. cheers all day and stuff. He's like, yo, it, feel, it feels like you're done for the day, and then the game starts. So like, I can only imagine what... The atmosphere is like in Europe, and that's just like South America. Even though South America is very passionate, the level of club ball is on the level as it is oh, yeah. in mean, Europe. Dude, you go into, for, for those of you that might not understand, going to a Real Madrid game, like that's the cream of the crop. Would you, wouldn't you say, Alan? Bernabeu's right up there with your Old Traffords and Fields. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially, I mean, they're always good. I was going to say when they're good, they're always good. They're yeah. just the Galacticos, like they call them. They just break the bank on whatever player they want. Mm-hmm. So that atmosphere must have been crazy, dude. I'm kind of jealous of you. I can't front right and now. We've always talked about like London trips. Yeah. And you even talked about a Spain trip for El Clasico. So maybe one day, yo. Yeah, maybe soon. Maybe once we start getting one money day. from these podcasts, we can start <laughs> making some moves. I highly but, recommend. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get into some. Uh, we'll start it off with some overreactions, right? Throughout the first, pretty much every team with the exception of uh, Group H. Yeah. Sorry to our Polish, Japanese, Senegalese, and Colombian listeners. We'll give you extra love on the next one yeah Double the apologies from land to the colombians yeah shout out to the colombians great girls uh, everywhere down there uh all right let's let's talk about some overreactions right alan why don't you start us off what, what's an overreaction you got through these first leg of games from what you've seen uh looking through different concepts this just stood out to me is uh i know there are a lot of buzz about african teams coming into the tournament and the fact that None of them have won so far, but they've all conceded from a set piece. You look mm. at Morocco, that ridiculous header that in the 94th minute was own goal. You look at Tunisia today, Nigeria on Saturday, and then, of course, Egypt, 90 minutes against Uruguay. Just these African teams, they you always want to hear maybe one or two against a knockout stage. I know Egypt had some buzz. Nigeria had some buzz. Senegal, we'll see what happens. But all four of them are very disappointed, especially Egypt. I thought Egypt against Uruguay was one of the worst games I've seen, but... Between the contenders not exactly emerging and the African teams and the Asian teams, we should mention, it seems like this is going to be a very European, South American heavy base tournament, which I guess some expected. But but let's be honest, though. Isn't that always the case? Isn't it always European and South American? Well, there's been some African. Look at Ghana not too long ago. And I forgot 2002 World Cup. I know I was crazy Japan and South Korea and all of that. But I just thought there was some hype about the African teams going mm-hmm. to tournament. Like everyone thought the Nigeria buzz with the kits and maybe they had a couple of players and then Egypt with Salah, well, hopefully he gets fit and he's ready to go. But I thought the Africa teams would a little bit play better. But between that and then, of course, you got the powerhouses. Like we're gonna talk about Portugal, Spain. Yeah, we'll we'll get to the powerhouses. Best group stage a- game ever. Well, can we say that? Yeah, I mean that that has my vote for sure. I mean, in the group chat, Tim Tim and Impy were going bananas in it. They were texting more than us two were. Yeah, yeah. Those kids don't watch soccer ever. Yeah. So to get that guy in, and yo, let's be honest, the fact that Ronaldo showed out definitely helps because he's all over the commercials, all over the billboards. He's the big megastar, right? Uh, JT mentioned FIFA, how he was playing FIFA back in the day. I'm sure he still plays FIFA now. But it's like all these kids, FIFA's the number one sports game in the world. It's the number one game in the world. Everybody knows Ronaldo, Real Madrid, and Portugal and shit. Yeah. And then for him to just come out on the same day that they hit him with like an $18 million, the tax invasion shit, he's like, word? All right, you guys are going to have to double that once I finish with you guys. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. I You touched on the Morocco own goal. 
yeah, it was like the last play of the game. And I, I just felt devastated for them, and I'm not even a Moroccan fan. Like, they played it well, probably get a draw, and then given what was it uh, Uruguay did to Egypt, mm-hmm. you're feeling good about yourselves. Both teams have one point, but now Morocco is kind of down and the dump. Tunisia they got today. To Uruguay. Yeah. yeah, Tunisia today late in the game. Back post, Harry Kane, wide open. Good for me because I had the minus one. So. Dog, me too. <laughs> Check me out. We'll take the push. We'll take what we can. Yo, we Eng- don't got to pay. That's England's a win. give you uh, some love back after two years ago. No, yo, JT, I've said this story many times, but I put an investment on them to win the Euro Cup, and uh, it didn't go that well. Yeah, I was on Vegas <laughs> when it happened. So. Viking clap. Yeah, man. it was definitely definitely bedtime. Thank Boss, give us uh, an overreaction you got from what you've seen so far. Well, I know I was talking to my buddy Marco because he, he put a bet in for um, – this team not to get past the group stage and it was uh russia mm. who came out and clapped saudi arabia five nothing so yeah big time and you know when you see these other teams like egypt with salah now everyone was waiting for like yo when it's like salah sub off the bench he's gonna you know in a tight game with uruguay maybe he'll yeah maybe put them over but now nah, he never came out and now russia has three points and five goals to their name in the goal differential department so it'll be tough i think but i really don't think Russia's all that good, even though with the goal differential and the three points, I still think Egypt can overcome them. Um, but I feel like Russia's going to play park the bus now because if they get draws against Uruguay and Egypt, they're going to go through. Yeah, they'll go through. So I don't know. I just think people are overreacting to the host country getting that big of a, a win, especially they were playing alone on that first day. Mm-hmm. So everyone was tuned in. Yeah, the standalone game. game we talk about prime time. Yeah, and it was against Saudi Arabia. So I'm not really putting much into that, even though they're the host country. I still think Egypt comes out from that group. Yeah, you know, I'm a big Colin Cowherd fan. I don't know how you guys feel about the guy, but he had uh, he had someone on his show, and he's like, "Is Russia a favorite now?" I turned nah. the channel right off. I'm like, "Come yeah. on, man, Saudi Arabia, <laughs> dude! Like, what the?" F- I think this tournament's actually pretty close. You see not a lot of convincing victories. Everything's close. But there are two teams that clearly are just bottom tier. It's Saudi Arabia and Panama. Those two are just, you're going to tell. They're not going to get a point, And those games probably aren't going to be competitive. Yeah. JT, what you got as a big uh, overreaction from the first set of games that you've seen? Overreaction for me? Uh, I mean, people are probably not going to like this. I don't think Argentina's going to make it. Make it out the group? Nope. Oh, don't say that to me, man. Because I that's once again, I have a that's my winner. <laughs> you going all in Iceland? I mean, not that I'm going all in. I don't know. I'm well, if they're going through groups. That's kind of going in. That's why I said might. I'm, I'm oh. casual. Oh, <laughs> overreaction. Okay, yeah. You know, I know Messi. I know he could, he could do the damn thing. He got them into the World Cup by doing the damn thing. His last yeah. few games in the qualifiers. But you know, you got Croatia. You got Iceland. You got Nigeria. You got you know. Something that I'm a little dis- disappointed is how Nike put the hype behind those Nigeria jerseys and, like, they didn't come out to perform. Um, I made a joke with my buddies. I'm hoping that other jersey gives them a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, fire them up, yeah. Because you know, those are the, the jerseys that they wore are nice. I think they, it was, like, the solid green one. But yeah, the other one, the other one was the one that, the like, broke ones, the internet. Right, the yeah, that's what we kept shades. saying. Exactly. I think they sold, like, five, four million within 20 minutes, I was told. I'm just like, that's crazy, you know? So Yeah. I, I think they got something in them. Um haven't seen it but you know they got two more games to go and iceland's iceland uh they shut down Messi, which is pretty ridiculous talk about that 34 year old goalkeeper what he's a commercial film director film director, film director. part-time director. baby <laughs> dude it wasn't the coach during the euros a dentist or a doctor or Still, some shit yeah. they mentioned that as well the That's coolest nuts. thing about iceland this is another great thing about them is that before every match at least for qualifiers they would bring in all their fans whoever wanted to come through they put their phones away, and he would announce the starting lineup to them, and they all just like start clapping and you know doing a little bit of singing. But how crazy is that? Especially given this day and age, social media, everyone on their phones, everyone puts their phones away just for him to read the starting lineup, and 
they, that's how they come together. And you look at a squad like Iceland, they don't have many players that call up, so they're just as unified as it gets. Yeah, I think my boy Marco would say, I don't know if he was kidding or not, but he said they estimated 40% of the Icelandic population is in Russia for the World Cup. He's like, yo, the country's basically shut down for this, you know, whatever, couple weeks span. They said after Euro 2016 that there was a big spike in uh, – Babies born in March. That's nine they, months after the Euro Cup. Yeah. yeah, crazy. Yeah. They say crazy. That was ninety nine point six of the people in Iceland watched the game. So yeah, the country definitely shuts down. Yeah. yeah, that's the that that's the whole the whole country pretty much. As far as my overreaction goes, though, I think it's the fact that is there a clear cut favorite right now? I think everyone has kind of a black eye on on their resume so far through one leg, right? France uses VAR, which I remember you said on the first episode we did of VMFC was going to be huge because it was going to be the first time that it's used on such a major stage, right? right? So France thinks to win past Australia. Spain ties. Granted, Ronaldo went bananas. But still, that's a game where you're a minus 400 favorite going up against Portugal. No, sorry, minus 280 favorite. You're also winning late in the game, that's a game that you should walk away with three points. Look at Argentina. They took 20 shots on goal. None of them were high percentage. Pretty shitty. Iceland was containing Messi, like like JT said. Mascherano's way past his prime, this dude. The moment, yo, if you, people shit on the MLS, if you go to China, you're done for me for, the, for international play, yo. Yeah. Brazil didn't even take Oscar, who was a starter for them in 2014, because he went over to China to chase the money. Like, yo, F that. Yeah, I'm done with you. Stop shitting on the MLS, because at least here, guys are still in form and shit. So, they look bad, right? Germany loses to Mexico, which was probably the biggest result of group stages. Fortunate not to lose 3 nothing. I thought. Yeah, Mexico played them well, man. I can't tell you how mad I was I had softball yesterday, so... This dude showed up to the field. He has it on the radio. He's like, yo, it's one nothing, Mexico. I'm like, yo, no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> no way. He goes, yeah, yo, for real. Dude, I missed the whole first half because we had to play a football game also. And then I'm driving home. I have it on my phone on the thing about to crash and shit. But I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Dedication. It's just wild. Brazil ties against Switzerland, 1-1. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys felt about the game, but they had flashes of being that Joga Bonito, beautiful game, Brazil that we grew up loving with Ronaldinho, like JT mentioned before. Outside of that, nothing really crazy. Jesus let me down. He was my pick to be a, a dark horse candidate should for, have had a penalty. for Golden Boot. Yeah, he should have had a penalty there. Neymar got the shit hacked out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Belgium, times. yeah, yeah. I, I think <laughs> Alan Shearer, shout out to uh, uh, Alan sure, yeah. wearing the England jersey. Most fouls ever suffered 11 back in like 1998 or 94 or some shit. And then Neymar is second now. thing is that group, you also have Costa Rica and Serbia. Those are rugged teams, so he's going to have to get used to it. I mean, yeah, I, I'm sure, but at this point, like, this guy is just so flashy and, and animated where he's just going to get hacked. And then uh, I feel like I'm missing one, but regardless, it's just these teams that you're talking about the top six favorites, Belgium beat up on Panama, but sorry, I'm, that doesn't impress me. That's what you're supposed to do. So I don't know who the clear-cut favorite is, man. I don't know if it means that the talent pool has widened now where more teams are able to compete at a high level. But I'd be worried as someone who, you know, I'm, I have some financial investments on Argentina. I'm a little nervous here. So I don't know. How do you guys feel? Who, who would be the tournament favorite for you right now? I think it's either Spain or Brazil. Spain, very hard done by. Look at David De Gea. made a huge mistake. Nacho, a little clumsy in the box. Third goal. That third, was goal about, third goal is Third goal is yeah. class. Although PK, to be fair, should have been more careful because Ronaldo actually drew the free kick, which was even more yeah. impressive right on the edge of the box. 
So maybe PK could have done better. Can't do anything with the goal. But I thought Spain, for the most part, dominated Portugal. Like they some of the play there. Oh, every goal was phenomenal. Costa with the solo act, second the free kick, Busquets, Costa, boom, and then the Nacho goal. <sighs> Yeah, that was a goal. There's not even really a right back. That was just preposterous. I thought Spain, for the most part, they look like vintage Spain, which we haven't seen the last two tournaments. So I don't think Spain should be concerned. I don't really think Brazil should be all that concerned. Penalty was debatable. Thought maybe a push in the back. Who knows? But I think both teams should be fine. I think Brazil, uh, Germany, and France should be most concerned. I thought both their performances, just no cohesion attack, especially France. Oh, that was ugly. Just. Deschamps are trying to experiment. He doesn't know his best team yet. And that was a huge issue in the last Euros. He never knew what his best team was. That's why he lost to Portugal. Doesn't look like he knows his team here either. Do you think that sometimes having that much talent to pick from, it's kind of like a disservice to you? Like you don't know what to put out there. It's difficult. You know, you got Argentina, they left Icardi, right? And Germany left Sané. So it's like, yeah, who are you choosing? Who's going to be in the lineup? Who's going to be a sub? You only got three of them. So... It's difficult. And that's what happens, too. Like, first thing goes wrong. Like, Germany, Argentina, these things are bought up right away. Like, the roster decisions are start, are coming to question yeah, almost I, immediately I mean, after that, one, you know, bad result. That, that's a pretty good segue into this. As far as hot takes go, we're going to talk about some hot takes. For me, it's, dude, I don't know what's good with Joachim Love leaving Leroy Sané off that team. Tweaked. The, he the, tweaked. It's like, yo, the clicks got to go in soccer, man. Like, yo, and that's the issue. My pops always told me this years, years back where it's like these three, four guys play on the same club team. They'll bring them on board with the national team way past their prime and way past their shit. Like, yo, I've been watching Ozil the last couple of years on Arsenal. I'm an Arsenal fan. Unfortunately, both of us are. Both yeah. has been a shit show for many years now. But besides the point, like, Sané was one of the best players in the Premier League on a team that had a historic run. Mm-hmm. And I thought that Germany lacks some speed, some explosiveness, and he brings that to the table. Even Mueller shouldn't be guaranteed a spot this point. I know he's a clinical goal scorer, but on the wing, I don't know. And Sané definitely would have helped him in that first game against Mexico. And he's just too talented to not be on the roster. Mm -hmm. And also, dude, Argentina, you got to find a way to make Dybala work with Messi. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. That one too. Dude, you just have to. Like, yo, I don't care if there's a beef or you guys take up the same space on the court. Like, yo, the Rockets made Harden and Paul work. When you Mm -hmm. got two guys that are great, you make it work. Mm -hmm. Coach, that's it. I, I can't believe that they can't make some of these things work. So, I mean, I'm a little unfamiliar with the clicks, but... It happens in most sports. Yeah. So the fact that it's happening here, it's kind of registering that's probably true. Like you said, Sonny, he might not have put a goal in, but he'll change the game with his pace, with his positioning. I think they fucked up with that. Yeah. Or you could call it national bias because Spain didn't call up most of their old players from Chelsea, and they preferred La Liga players. You look yeah. at Joaquin yeah. Lowe with Germany. Even with the Champs in France, no Martial, no Lacazette decided to call up a few players from uh, Liga. So there's definitely some nationalism bias to me because they just have more exposure league. But I, it's not to me just only about time because you saw a lot in that game. Like both of the center backs, Boateng and Hummels, they were isolated against Mexican attack. I don't think Germany really respected Mexico because you look at they were like pushing all these people. Kadira looked slow. Like there were times where I well, Cruz like, looked bad too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just couldn't believe how Mexico had so much space on those counters. I'm like, if they had better finishing, maybe Chicharito was four years younger, they could have <laughs> won two or three nil and. That would have put Germany even in a worse position. Like, there should be fortune. They only lost one nothing. Yo, what's crazy? You know who's second place at that group probably plays? Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. You might have Germany-Brazil in the round of 16, which is going to be a shit show. 
And the way it's looking right now, Brazil gets that space. I don't know if it's 7-1, but it could be 4-5-1. And you know they're going to be fired up after that shit that happened four years ago. Yeah. Alan, what's your, uh, what's your hot take that you got so far? Uh, I'm really concerned about France because uh, as uh, my second team's Australia, so I woke up for that. My mom and I we were ready to go. I'd explained 10 minutes to my mom what VAR was, and she's like, why does soccer have to change every year? Why do I have to keep doing these things? I'm just like, let's just move on from this. But I just think France... Like I said, don't know what their best 11 is. I think that Giroud is still a key player, which is a bit concerning. I don't think they could play Mbappe, Dembele, and Griezmann together. Griezmann looked a little out of its sorts. I, I know it's hard because this is one game. Like We don't want to give too many overreactions, but it's France. You expect a lot more because this is supposed to be their best roster in years like since probably when they won in 98 and australia look at them they finished below saudi arabia in qualifying holy shit they had to beat syria and honduras just to qualify like this is the worst australian team i know we got aussie listeners but let's be honest this is probably the worst australian team i think you can get away with it slandering them because like you have ties to australia and i gotta give credit their manager bert van marwick actually coached the dutch team when they went to the world cup final 2010 so they're very defensive mark van Bommel's actually their assistant manager, so it's very heavy Dutch right now in Australia. And they could give them credit, they were very organized. But just the fact that France really couldn't create, and once again, Paul Bullock, I know he scored, or well, he doesn't have the goal anymore, I was actually counting now his own goal. But Paul Bullock has sorts, and then that handball by Umtiti looked like he was going for like oh a my dunk. Yeah, <laughs> like he was like, put his fish yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, for a team that's supposed to be a contender. I expect a lot more in France, and then they're going to be really tested by Peru. I know Peru lost, but Peru's going to bring it. So, I think dude, when they right. put in the dude that got caught with Diana, the drugs, Guerrero, <laughs> yo, the whole game changed. Like, how yeah. did he not play that guy from dude, the beginning? Dude, he would have put in that back heel. Oh, yeah, that shit was fire. JT, what you got as like a hot take from what you've seen so far and going forward? Um, I think Croatia can make a run. Mm. I like you know he's team. Croatian, right? We, uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> no, I did not tell him this before. Nah, I was going to say, how much did he Venmo you, you know, to say that? <laughs> I mean... Tying it back to my Madrid roots, Modric, yeah. Kovacic, yeah. Um, Rakitic is pretty good too, even though he's a Barca guy, but Croatia's pretty good, and you know, I talk with a couple friends, I have a group chat of my own, and we talk about the games live and after the fact, and you know, we just like Croatia, and we're like, these dudes have quality players, and have a quality team, even though they haven't been in such a good form, yeah. it's definitely a possibility that they can, you know, maybe win the group and be in a good position for knockouts, and I just like the way they play, and when you have, I argue back and forth that Cruz or Modric are the best midfielder in the world at this point in time. And it's looking like Modric is the one right now. Yeah, everything was going through him with Croatia. Yo, wipe that smirk off your face. You know <laughs> I, mean? I, I just look, I, they, I'm happy with the recognition and things are going in the right direction. It was a little bit of a weird game, but you take a three points and clean sheet anytime. Is, is the winner of that group playing the France group second place? So they would play... Looks like Denmark right now, and based on Denmark's performance, I think that'd be a very favorable matchup. Because as bad as France looked, France is still a team where it's just they have so much talent, yeah. and they could just pull it out. Like look what they did in eighty first minute. That was actually a pretty classic goal when you look at. It. I think it was a one two with Popa and Bappe, and then Popa to Drew, and then Popa flicked it in. Like France, they still have plenty of talent. So I think the fact that we might get Argentina, France. Yeah, dude, and we might get Brazil, Banger. Germany semifinal matchups in the round of sixteen is nuts. And then wh- whoever doesn't come in first between Spain and Portugal will probably play Uruguay. So, oh, that'll be good. Yeah. That'd be nice to see. I would like to see Spain and Uruguay. See Suarez <sighs> go up against like all his teammates Pique. and shit. That'd be yeah. interesting. He might bite them. What you got as a yo? You know, there's actually a <laughs> betting prop. It's like plus three hundred if if uh, if um, 
what's his name? Suarez, Suarez bites someone during the Real Cup. Ridiculous. The World Cup. It's the Real Cup. What um what you got as like a hot take? I got a. Uh, this could be I talked about it on the preview show, but Mexico getting through the round of sixteen now mm-hmm. that they're set up with these uh three points. I think they play the winner of. Well, I'm sorry. Second, they, if they win the group, which I have them possibly doing to get through the round of sixteen, they'd have to play. If Brazil wins Group E, it'd be Switzerland, Costa Rica, or Serbia, and not really many inspiring teams there. You know, Costa Rica lost to Serbia. And yeah, that's the Concacaf we talk about. Costa Rica, or, or, how how weak it is, and Serbia really didn't come in in top form. So I don't know. I think Mexico has a chance now to you know break this, get off the schneid, and get through. And they look good. And now they play uh, the weak of the group, the weakness of the group in Sweden and South Korea. And let me say that. I watched that game this morning, and that was some. Of, I watched the first half, and it was the worst soccer I've seen in a while. Like nineteen fouls combined in the first half, and it was just awful. There was no cohesion within either team, and it was just and back the goal and that, forth and back yeah, and the forth. goal that Sweden scored again. Video replay yeah, came in, and yeah. So I think Mexico has a good shot to get nine points here, and then get through the round sixteen. Damn, dude, Mexico is probably thinking to themselves, they get out the group, they'd probably have to play Brazil. And now they're in the driver's seat, right? You beat Ger- Germany, just hold your own. Great. You could definitely get nine points out of that group now. Yeah. Crazy thing, the last six World Cups, three teams have only gotten past the group stage. Brazil, Germany, and Mexico. Mexico hasn't made it past the round of 16 in any of those. Yeah, yeah. They have only made it past the round of 16 when they hosted the World Cup. It was twice. Yeah. And they've made it to the round of 16, I think, the last six World Cups. Yeah, and they've lost in some devastating ways. For the Holland, when Robin drew that penalty, Maxi Rodriguez goal in 06, one of the craziest goals I've ever seen. So Mexico, things are looking up because going to the tournament, the world is in a lot of options. I've seen headlines. This is terrible. Mexico, I feel like every four years, Mexico gets uh, totally thrown to the wayside. They were in Croatia's group four years ago, and a lot of Croatia like, oh, we'll get through Mexico. Mexico beat them 3-1, and it was pretty handed too. So uh, much love to Mexico. They're, they're doing their thing. I know there's a lot of controversy right now. Landon Dobbin jumping yeah. up and down. So uh, I guess your face right now, you're pissed about. Nah, I wasn't. I I was pissed at the heat that he got. I didn't. Oh, I think it. Okay. I think it's a good look for for Concacaf to do well. Okay. I think it's a it, it's a good look for Team USA. Despite them, they should be here. Mm-hmm. But I think that's good. You want your your region to to represent, even if it's your big rival. At, at least for me, okay. I think that's also me maturing as a sports fan. I think that's why Mexico gets slept on too. How you say they they always get the shit on the stick. It's because they're from the Concacaf where mm-hmm. they don't really play much through qualifying and they're always at the top for the most part out of one or two at usa traditionally so you know that's i feel like why they're heavily slept on and they always get through the round you gotta respect that like it's very hard to get past the group stage you've seen like france they're notorious for collapsing in some group stages like to get past the ground to to get to the round 16 every time it's commendable yo portugal didn't make it out in 2014 either they were in the group with uh england yeah this day's first england's win since 2010 like, that's crazy. I forgot the tournament. Yeah, they didn't win at all. Yeah, they didn't win in 2014. Not one game. They lost England, lost to Uruguay, and tied Costa Rica. That's who I put oh, my money sure. on. Oh, my fault, yeah. oh, did you bet them on the World Cup? <laughs> no, no. But uh, I'm saying from, years later. from that shit two years later, I still bet them. <laughs> yes. Legend. All right. Going forward from here on out, what are you most excited about, JT? I'm excited to see Spain play more just based on the fact that they lost their coach right before. Right Right beforehand. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, all right, these guys are going to have to either coach themselves, respect the new coach, see how they could do. It looked like they were clicking on all cylinders that last game. So I'm curious as to, like, how, how big of a run they can make, how much of a blame they try to put it on the coach if they don't go far mm-hmm. enough. I really like watching them. And as Alan had mentioned, I think they're a favorite as well. I like, yeah. I like them as a favorite coming in. And 
they had all the momentum in the qualifiers, then just to bring it here to World Cup is impressive that they're just keeping it going. I also wanted to mention, too, like I'm very new to the sport. I'm going to say like 2013, I caught on and learned a little more. I had mm-hmm. mentioned um, I've known, just speaking to buddies, learning about the game, France, bottlers, England, bottlers. They don't really make it or they don't make the noise that's necessary with the quality of talent that they have, with the quality of coaches that they have, and the history that they have behind yeah. them. So it's interesting to see some of these games where France just won, and I'm just like, all right, I'm noticing it. Like, are they really as bad as my homies have told me? England put on a good performance today, but as you mentioned, they should do that against a lesser opponent. Can they continue that? Can they get to the 16 and even further? I'm really, you know, I want to see that as well because mm-hmm. – I'd prefer them to shake that trend and just make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, because um, then you have, I hate to cut you off, but then you have more powerhouse teams in there too. So then it makes it funner. It makes it better for the casual fan when when he pulls up to the bar and it's the quarterfinals and you see France, England. You're like, yeah. oh, shit, I know traditional these Traditional too. Like yeah, exactly, said, traditional powers. More people want to watch and that's just better for the game and better for the U.S. moving forward because we don't have a team just as Americans to associate with, although we know going into most World Cups, if the USA is playing, they're not going to do anything. But you just still have that pride and you want to see it more. And I'm noticing people that only say, oh, I don't watch soccer or I only watch when U.S. is in. They're seeing these games and a lot of them are exciting and they're like, oh, I like Spain now. I like Brazil now. So it's cool to see that because the sport should get better here in America. It's better elsewhere. U.S. tries to be the best at everything. Why not soccer? Yeah. Football. And hopefully we trend towards that direction and, you know, this World Cup helps provide that energy and motivation to do so. So far, so good, I'd say. Yeah, it was good that, like I said, the big the big marquee game that Fox was pushing and everyone was pushing on social media was Portugal-Spain. And for that game to live up, I'm with you. That's, a, that's the best group stage game. Shit, I'd even say that's one of the best World Cup games. Yeah, it's up there. Just right, you had, you had two lead changes, right? Spain went up. Uh, sorry, Portugal went up. Spain took the lead. Ronaldo shows why he's the number one athlete in the world across all sports. Yeah. That's exactly what you want. And all the goals were fun, minus the blunder by De Gea. Every goal was just unbelievable. Yeah. And like T, uh, JT said, uh, Spain dominated that game. You'd think it could have been 3-0 Spain, the way things were going. But Ronaldo just showed out. Class. Greatness takes over sometimes. That, like shot, that, that shot by Isco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just destroyed oh, the crossbar. Cross oh, oh yeah, yeah. I was yeah. pissed at that. Yeah. The Wait. nacho goal for me was goal of, the, goal of like the first leg of games. I just love, you know. Ooh, hold the, on. What about Jermaine? Coutinho, though, bro? That was nice. Coutinho nice. shit was fire. Yeah, that was nice. Low-key, one of my favorites. The fourth. Also, Ronaldo, my bad, too. Yeah. Yeah. Low-key, one of my favorites. The fourth goal of Russia. This guy, Cherishev, left outside of his boot. I know oh, some people forgot. That was, yeah. that was nice. Bang, it was like man. the 90th minute. I know there's a lot of Russia goals that day, but there was one where he just nah, flipped yeah, it. Nah, yeah. Yeah. It, it was funny. I saw a funny tweet that was saying, oh, that's probably Arsenal's next uh, attacking midfielder. <laughs> they always take that Russian, like Arshaven way back <laughs> yeah, in the day. Yeah. Uh, Alan, what's what's the one thing you're looking forward to going forward? One quick one quick thing I want to touch on. How crazy is it that that story on Spain, you know, the manager leaving? It's not really a story anymore. That's how good they look. Like it, it's not this big yeah, drama right. anymore because it's like, dude, they everything looks fine. Like it's just unbelievable because it's crazy what went down two days beforehand. Uh, terrible, just management in general. The whole situation was just totally mismanaged. That's yeah. how I feel, too, because there's a lot of times where you do see that, oh, after the World Cup, after Euro Cup, after Copa America, this guy's going to be the head coach there. 
happened 2014 with Louis Van Hall, went to Man United, had Conte with Chelsea at the Euros two years ago. But I think they knew prior to, and there is a bit of a controversy because the Barcelona go, and Real Madrid players. Yeah. yeah so, true. but you think these players are mature enough? They're unified. Like, I just, I think it could be handled better. But, but I could, I could see we, being, we could match Spain. I think. Yeah, but I could see some shit where like Jordi Alba probably has something to say. He's like, oh, they'll probably play a guy that's on Madrid in my spot or something along those PK's lines. PK is very vocal. Yeah. PK too. So I could see that. Yeah. yeah. What's uh, what's your big takeaway going forward? Well, what's the thing you're most looking forward to? Look, I know Croatia's on the team, but I think Group D is so fascinating, especially what's going on with Iceland. Because I think Iceland, by far, have to be the most pain-ass team to play right now. Because you know they're going to – they only need 25 possession, yet they're so clinical. Like, they really only need one chance, whether it's a corner, their infamous throw-ins. Like, whenever they just barge bodies forward, they're, it seems like they're going to score. So I think – and they play Nigeria coming up. And Nigeria, as we saw against Croatia, not very good defense at pieces – Iceland, the kings of scoring off set pieces. So if Iceland could get three points there, and who knows what Croatia Argentina, which I think is probably the best group stage game left, that group's wide open. Maybe not Nigeria. I think Nigeria just. Would you call that the group of death? Because I feel like there wasn't really a group of death coming into it. So that was a big conversation we had. My vote was the group that we haven't broken down because we haven't seen play yet. Okay. I think Poland, Senegal, Colombia, and Japan. Though we all agreed on Poland and Colombia, me, you, and Steven yeah. coming out of the group. I felt like that was a group where if Poland, Senegal came out or Japan, Colombia, it wouldn't surprise me. Right. I would, think there you have a legit. And if you look at the Vegas odds as far as who was to advance, that was the smallest margin between top and bottom. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't really think it's the group of death. You usually think of group of death as like skill or like powerhouses but this is more just wide open yeah that that's that yeah so that's the thing though you also need to define what do you think a group yeah. of death do you think of it with like two powerhouse teams and then like one top one like second tier and then one respect but like to me there's no group of death in this tournament it's not like 2014 when we had like a ghana portugal germany usa or even england uruguay italy costa rica like to me there's no group of death it's just this tournament is really wide open but I think most qualities got to be Group D, especially just Iceland. Like, I was blown away of how just organized it. Because Argentina really didn't create much. And the credits of penalty, I thought Messi, that ball he put up forward, really well done, but missed the penalty. But, yeah, I think Iceland's a legit threat to get out of this group. And Argentina, they have to get signed from Croatia. And, I don't know. <laughs> Croatia well, they, need, yeah. they, they need Dybala out there, man. That's for sure. Well, I know the manager said they're going to go through changes. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Di Maria gets benched because I thought Di Maria was pretty... Subpar. Bro, that's another thing with the clicks, man. That's Messi's boy. Yeah, yeah. Messi's boy. Right? Yeah. He should. I, I also think Aguero should be taking the penalty kicks for for yeah. Argentina. By the way, he takes them for, never for even Man thought City. About that. Yeah. Bro, he takes the penalty kicks for Man City, and that team's loaded. Sane, the KVBs over there, Jesus, and he's taking them. Like, yeah, yo, I will put him in there. And it should also be mentioned. I think Argentina. Mrs. Sergio Romero, Willie Caballero looked shaky in the I thought he was partially responsible old, yeah. for keeper. Yeah, that's another thing with Argentina. Like, not just a shaky defense and old midfield, the goalie situation, because we've seen goalies in the past. Uh, and also the thing the thing with uh, Mascherano is you see how far back Messi had to track back to get the ball so he could bring it up. Mm-hmm. That's You don't want him that far back. Yeah, I think one thing that I'm looking forward to, and hopefully it's not the team that I'm rooting for, Argentina, like JT said, how he doesn't think that they're going to make it. There's going to be a powerhouse team, one of these top six, seven favorites that's not going to get out the group. I'm curious to see who it's going to be. Now, it'd be easy to, to nitpick at Germany since they dropped their first game, but they also have Sweden and South Korea coming up. 
So you could definitely see them just picking up six points right there, and then yeah. you don't even remember the Mexico game. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a powerhouse team, man. I and mean, you remember it when you see them lined up for Brazil, and you're like, damn. Well, well there you're going to be sick. Yeah, yeah you'll remember yeah. it there. But, but you know, ultimately, as, a, of as a powerhouse, you want, you need to get out of the group stage. Mm-hmm. right? All hell breaks loose when a, a manager gets fired. He don't even make it back to his country. Like, mm-hmm. they fire him on the plane. You know what I mean? So... It's going to be a powerhouse team. There always is one. There's always a tournament favorite. It doesn't make it out the group. So I hope it's not Argentina. But look, like you said, it's probably the biggest game going forward in the group stages as far as where one team is and where the other team is. And you combine that with them two being two respectable sides. That's the biggest game for sure for me. Yeah, for sure. I'm just interested in following what Messi does. I know Ronaldo came out that first game against Spain and set the bar insanely high. And we always talk about the Messi-Ronaldo comparison is always going to be there. So let's just see what Messi does going forward. Can he will them through the group? And if he can, it's just like, damn, like that international legacy was never there. Like, what did he do international yeah. Aside from all his, you know, his records he has with Argentina. But I'm talking about in terms of trophies trophies what has he done internationally and that's that's the one thing that we always say and i'm sure your friends probably told you this jt about like you want to be an all-time great in soccer you got to hoist one with the national team mm-hmm. it's true i mean you got cr7 he won a euro yeah he just did a lot it, of yeah. a lot of people try to discredit him especially a lot, a lot of barca fans a lot of barca friends they're saying oh he didn't play it's like all right he got him there <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah oh well they didn't score to even get to the final to the semifinal. they won right you know, and it's like if even if he doesn't score, like I mentioned with Sane, he's a threat. You're yeah, scared of him. Just him he's, out there. He's one of the best, if not the yeah, best. He commands so much attention on the field. He does that always opens so much other shit up. And it's I like that you mentioned that. I feel right now Cristiano has the leverage on Messi that he's never had before in his life. Mm. Coming off of three UCLs, four and five years, he won the Ballon two years in a row. He has he's tied in Ballons now. He just went to second all time international goal scored eighty four. He tied Frank Puskas. He's top of the top right now. And he got the Euro Cup, too. Dude, you just ride off like eight achievements in 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. That's my guy, man. That's that's my GOAT. So yeah. I'm, I'm arguing for him. But what I do respect and I like, too, is that they play off of each other. When I, when I say they, it's Messi and Ronaldo. It's who can be the best, who's more important, who's bigger. And it's produced 10 years of quality football from both of them, dominating performances in, in the league and not so much internationally because, you know, Messi retired for a bit. Right. That was surprising, and then he just came back, and you could tell he got really frustrated about Iceland. But to give the Messi fans and the Barca fans a little love, Ronaldo did play Iceland back in the Euros, and he didn't do anything as well. Yeah, yeah. He had just as many shots, didn't score. It's a tough team. Um, very excited to see what Messi could do because you know he's going to put on because he has to for them. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's another thing we should mention about Iceland. First ever Euro game, Portugal drew one one. First World Cup game, Argentina won one. Like the story just keeps on getting crazy. I'm not looking forward to Croatia Iceland. Croatia Iceland, believe it or not, this is going to be their fifth time they're playing five years because they played each other in the World Cup playoff in the, for the 2014. Croatia beat them 2 nothing, And then they were just in the last World Cup qualifying group. Iceland topped the group. So this is the fifth time in five years. And I want to love Iceland, but this is getting, this is getting yeah. hectic, man. So. Yo, you just got me a little excited because I believe in like dumb shit, like uh, things lining up and whatnot. Yo, Iceland tied Portugal 1-1. Portugal wins the Euro. Uh, maybe we cash <laughs> in that 9-1 to one on Argentina. Always flipping the story. We'll see, always, th- we'll always. see Thursday. I don't know. We'll see Thursday, yeah. Guys, it was a pleasure. Another episode of VMFC. Is this our This is our fourth one, I think? This fourth edition? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. This is Alan's third, and then we had yeah. Yeah, Steven on. Yeah. yeah. 
So, uh, Alan, thank you for joining us. But before we get to your social medias, JT, the floor is yours. Tell us about where people can find you. Tell us more about Culture Hub if you need to. Yeah, so Culture Hub, spelled with a K. Uh, we have a publication, so culturehub.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Culture Hub. Um, and then for myself, that guy, JT, across all social platforms. It's a pleasure being here. Great to you know shoot the shit with you guys. And yeah. Hopefully come back for with more results and some crazy tales for the next time we meet yeah definitely man thank you thank you for being on i'll make sure guys to put uh, all the culture culture hub stuff on uh on the twitter handle at veterans minimum on twitter as far as i go you can find me at the lamb show instagram twitter uh youtube twitch out here fortniting <laughs> oh let me know xbox or ps xbox all right so okay let's all right, yeah we'll, we'll talk after this boss where can they find you uh at endavito 27 on twitter and instagram alan alan underscore circuits a double l e n underscore s t r k thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you uh sometime in the near future